I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. You, my friend, are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Cordy Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on an audio platform like iTunes, please give us a five-star review and actually leave a, an actual written comment telling us uh, why you like us. It helps more than you know. All right, this week is a really fascinating episode, if I say so myself, and I do. Um, I have Morgan May back on. Morgan, this is Morgan's like third time on the podcast, and... Uh, Usually when I have Morgan on the podcast, it stirs up a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of comments, especially on TikTok when I share the clips of it. Because, you know, Morgan, uh, when we talk about like dating and relationships and stuff like that, you know, she, you know, she's got her own game. You know what I mean? And uh, game respects game. But uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about dating and relationships necessarily. So I think this episode might not trigger so many, uh, you know, black pill dudes. <laughs> At least I hope not. Good Lord. Morgan's actually a really cool chick. That's why I have her on the podcast all the time, because she's a pretty cool person. I wouldn't have her on if I didn't think so. So what we're talking about this week is very much related to the law of attraction. And mostly when you study law of attraction, you find that it comes down to your mindset, how you view the world, your paradigm. So Morgan and I break that down. And the reason why I had her on is she did a TikTok live that she ended up sharing on her Instagram account, talking about having a power mindset and uh, going savage mode, as she calls it. And I just, I just ate it up. I was like, this is phenomenal. I, I need to get you on back on the podcast. I asked her, I was like, Hey, do you follow Bob Proctor? Cause this is like some Bob Proctor shit. She's like, oh, I love Bob Proctor. So yeah, Morgan decided to come back on and we break this shit down. And I think if you guys really want to get a good understanding 
of law of attraction, having a power mindset, and also how you can change your paradigm and your mindset to have success in your life. This is the episode for you. Do you see my cat back there? (laughs) That little twit. Anyways, I'll bring you that conversation with Morgan right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I often get inundated in my DMs on TikTok and Instagram with guys asking me for online dating tips. How should I respond to this message? How should I set up my profile? How do I start a conversation? Look guys, I'm a podcast host, not a dating coach. That's why I've partnered with one of the best dating coaches in the industry. You may know him as Performance Potential on TikTok, but I know him as Evan. And Evan has come up with one of the best dating app coaching programs in the industry that he's calling the Dating Dynamic. If you click the link in the description and use my promo code COMEONMAN30 at checkout, you will get 30% off the cost of his program because you're one of my listeners. You often hear that 80% of women are only going for the top 20% of men on dating apps. Well, this course is guaranteed to show you how you can be in that top 20%. So quit complaining and do something about it. Click the link in the description to sign up for the Dating Dynamic program today and get 30% off when you use my promo code COMEONMAN30. Again, click the link in the description and get 30% off when you use my promo code COMEONMAN30. Be in the top 20%. All right, joining me once again is the lovely and intellectually stimulating Morgan May. (laughs) I usually call you a rabble rouser, but I think like in this episode, uh, we're not going to really touch on any touchy subjects. Controversial stuff. (laughs) At least I don't think so. We might get some good clips out of it, but (laughs) so what's up, Morgan? What have you been up to? Hey, Paul. Um, not much, just yeah. Living my life. Uh, upheaval. I'm in kind of a period of upheaval. You and I were chatting a little bit before and, uh, yeah, really going a lot deeper into the mindset stuff, as I think is reflected in some of the content I've been putting out. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly why I invited you on, because uh, you made a, a really like outstanding video on Instagram. And I think the people on, I it was only on Instagram, right? It wasn't on TikTok. It was, a, it was from a TikTok live, actually. Oh, it was from a live. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it, it was a little bit longer form content, yeah. but it was on creating a, a power mindset and just about everything you said goes hand in hand with law of attraction. And, you know, some people, you know, watch, you know, the movie, the secret, you know, they've heard of the law of attraction. They're like, Oh yeah. Like the secret. And then they think it's some kind of hocus pocus mumbo jumbo, but there's actually legit science behind mm-hmm. it. And I love talking about it, but I haven't, and I haven't had a, law of attraction episode forever. So when I was watching your video, I was like, this is spectacular. I've got to see if Morgan wants to come back on. (laughs) Such a high compliment coming from you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it was really great. So one of the things, 
I really like, like you started off saying, you know, if you don't believe you're deserving of whatever in life, you won't, you won't get it. Yeah. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah. So I think, I think we're kind of raised to believe that the, this world is of a certain paradigm. We're raised to believe that um, things are outside of us and life happens to us and there's an external universe when really but they don't tell you, you learn when you kind of, you know, get on this, this, this spiritual path is that it's a very internal universe. So, so actually what's happening in your external reality is a reflection of, of your internal world. You know, if you're dating partners that are mistreating you, you have stuff to work on internally. Maybe you have weak boundaries. Maybe you don't believe like you're deserving of, of good treatment or, or authentic love, you know, constantly in our external world is just reflected back to us, our internal state. So um, if you don't believe that you are worthy of having the life that you want of, of dating the people that you want to date, of um, bringing in, you know, the, the money that you want to bring in or scale your business or whatever, you know, it is that you're called to do, you're not gonna, gonna really have that reflected back to you. You're, you're gonna, what's going to be re- reflected back to you is, you know, a lack of worthiness is, you know, not feeling like enough because you're going to really stay at a certain level. Um, yeah. That's what I found a lot. Yeah. It's, it's just like the, the Henry Ford quote, you know, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're, you're right. It's so true. Yeah. And it's kind of, um, it's, it's a mind fuck because we're really not like taught this. I, I, I really, when you look at like, when I woke up to this, I was basically like, Holy crap, how did this happen? Like, how, how did I live as long as I have lived and not known this? And I, I really started analyzing my life and analyzing the structure of the world and the world, you know, the culture, the education system, it does not, train us to be in our power. It trains us to be workers for the system, you know, things that support the system. And, and with that, you know, uh, it it programs our minds in a certain way to, to, you know, basically like, for example, um, process failure as a bad thing, right. Or like internalize that and, and have it, have that somehow reflected in that you can't do something. Failure is like data, you know, like the average, uh, entrepreneurs failed seven times before they were successful. Like it's all data and, and information getting us to really where, where we're going. So, um, the whole, once, once you sink into this work and this mindset and this modality and kind of explore it, you really start to unravel just, just how opposite really everything else is. And then you can really actively rewire yourself, you know, like, like rewire yourself, in ways that tell yourself that you can do something, um, you know, even if you don't believe it immediately, like there's tricks that you can do and ways that you can move through the world to kind of, um, I call, I call it brainwashing yourself because it really, really is that's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah. We'll, we'll touch on that. Cause there, you mentioned in your initial videos, several ways uh, of doing that. So I want to touch on that, but um, I see this all the time in the comment sections of like my TikToks, you know, cause I do a lot of, I do a lot of, you know, dating advice and, and relationship advice and holy crap. I got all these like things popping up on my computer. I need to shut off. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. So I, but I get these guys and they sit there and they, 
they have this paradigm of let's say just women in relationships, right? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, all women are just they just use men, all all women are cheaters and stuff like that. And I, I always tell them, I say, look, you get what you focus on. If you if you believe that all women are like this, those are the only type of women you're actually going to attract into your mm-hmm. life. It's you know, I was like, if you actually stop thinking about how there's there's terrible people out there, like terrible women, and focus on okay, there are definitely great women out there, and focus on that, you'll, you're going to start seeing great women everywhere. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, it, I think it's interesting. It's like that on both sides of the fence, right? I have women in my comments saying that I'm a pick me because men are trash, and I'm trying to hold them accountable, but it's not true because all men are trash, and I'm like you know, when you have that belief, not only are you going to believe that, but like, how are you going to be treating yourself? You're kind of going to give up. You're not going to, you're not going to be like striving for anything or it's, 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 you know, if, if you have this kind of perspective about, about, about your, your potential, right. The potential matches or the potential experiences that you're going to have, like, you know, there's no, internal reflection. It's like, okay, if I'm dating shitty men, what am I going to do about it? Like that's, that's a me thing. I need to change something. I need to change my strategy. I need to change my look. I need to change, you know, work some stuff out, untie some knots that I have going on. Um, I see it so, so much in these ideologies that I'm very critical about in feminism and red pill ideology. A lot of it is very defeatist attitude, very victim mentality. And it's like, with red pill, for example, I validate some logic in it. Like, I think that there is, it's founded on some natural truth of natural order in some regard, but when you like hold on so tightly and, and, and you're not dealing with the fact, yeah, if you were cheated on, you're going to be pretty angry about that probably. And you're gonna have a lot of trauma and betrayal trauma about that probably. And like, you can cling on to these ideologies that validate it and keep that and keep you in your victimhood. So that you continue attracting that and you continue seeing things in your external reality with partners that validate that, that truth, quote unquote, right. That all women are cheaters or, you know, what have you, or you can look within yourself and you can say, where's my blind spot? Like, how did that happen to begin with? Like, what were the red flags that I missed? Where did I fall short in the relationship? And what can I do to attract different, different in a partner? I think um, part of this work, in my opinion, is like we cannot be at the behest of anything. We need to be fully autonomous, fully sovereign. And that means like of the mind. And so if you are controlled in any way with ideology, with political, you know, just get getting, getting um, your mind meddled with, with, with the external world, it's going to impact your sovereignty, your wildness, like your, our nature. Um, so constantly questioning these things and catching ourselves when we fall into that victim trap, even if it is mirrored back to us with these ideologies, right? Still questioning it and, and asking if that's true. And is that even where you want to be living? You know, like I've had to kind of start letting go of some of the, the templates of reality that I, you know, constructed even outside of these ideologies because they weren't working for me. And, you know, um, not bringing me to really where I want to go or not making me feel how I need to be feeling in order to call in the reality that I want. So yeah, it's, it's all over TikTok and especially with the younger generations too, which is why I really um, feel called to be on that platform. Um, Cause it's kind of easy to get, to get sucked into that. I think. Yeah, definitely. One of the things too, you talked about is focusing on your programming and mm-hmm. what kind of programming you're operating on. 
Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I think we sort of touched on that basically, but I mean, what did you, what did you mean by that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think again, in this reality, we're not prompted to go inward. We're prompted to constantly look outward. Okay. My dating life isn't working. Like, let me change my approach, which in some cases is true, but that's really, in my experience, like 20% of it, 80% of it comes from your internal world. And this is what I teach my clients. Like you need to do this internal work first. Once you untie some of your knots, you know, work on this programming, you're going to start seeing different results. So we're not um, prompted to go inward and look at our programming and, and programming is very covert. Okay. Like your parents never told you directly, like you're not enough or you're not lovable, but they showed you or not them. Maybe it was, a, you know, a partner, or maybe it was a, another caregiver or any myriad of, of ex- formative experiences that we have in childhood that communicate to us certain things about ourselves. And when certain things are communicated like this, whether it's, you know, you're not important, you're not enough, you're too much, you're too broken, who's going to love you, you know, all these like things that that are covert, no one says them directly, but they're covert, they impact us, they leave a a lasting imprint that we take with us throughout our entire lives. And um, it's so detrimental, and it's so sneaky, like that's the, the... the thing about programming is it's, it's not direct. The thing about these ideologies is these, this covert emotional manipulation stuff. It's, it's all under the surface and it's all like byproducts of a bigger things. So part of this work, um, the most powerful, one of the most powerful parts in my opinion is really um, going back and, and understanding what, what program you're operating on. And, and one of my favorite ways to do this um, is with a self audit and really looking at, you know, this is, this is kind of how I started. I, I reached a point in my life. I was looking at my romantic life. I was looking at where I was living. I was looking at how much money I was bringing. It was like all bad, <laughs> like dating sociopaths, under earnings, living in a really tiny apartment. And I was like, Morgan, like what, what's the common thread? Like there's something tying these things together. They're all related you know, and I, I found it was like a low sense of self-worth. I had a really low self-esteem. I didn't believe I was maybe worthy of more than that. And so I was like, okay, this programming, this belief about myself is now reflected in all of these different facets of my life. Like, what am I going to do to fix that? Um, so, so getting to this like core, core belief, because what, what happens in this machine of our minds is when we when we're operating, like our beliefs program the whole thing. If mm-hmm. you believe that you're not good enough, like you're going to be nervous when you go on dates, you're going to be nervous in job interviews. You're going to, you know, constantly be needing external validation. It's going to inform virtually every facet of your life. So like getting to these roots, once you target these roots, it's going to impact the thoughts that you have and then the behaviors and the actions and how the jobs that you take, the partners that you date, it, it kind of sp- spirals out into, into the more macro um, things in your life and, and you start making like meaningful changes and, and, and really healing and starting to live, live the life that you want. But it starts with these core kind of covert, covert beliefs and and programming that we all of us have as humans, because the truth is like, and I talk about this too, like, I, I almost think it's like part of the human experience to, um, like unlearn, our programming, right? Like for example, we're as humans, we have these two parental archetypal figures in our like spirit, right? I have like a mother archetype and a father archetype. And then we're, we're presented human 
people to fulfill these. Well, well, it's go, it's going to be the case that these human people are going to fall short of like a very demigod responsibility of fulfilling these like grand parental archetypes, just as one example, you know, example of our parents. So, so it's, it's almost in, innate in the human condition to have to rewire and relearn and, and grow into our own in some way by, by, you know, separating a little bit from programming or from, you know, things that maybe have had negative impacts on us. Um, so this whole thing is very human, but, but we need to take the initiative and like go forth and, and do that for ourselves that we're living for ourselves. Got um, it. Yeah. Um, one thing too, uh, what really, one of the things that really triggered me to like, to reach out to you while I was watching your video was you're breaking down the human brain and how it's, it's split between basically the subconscious and the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, uh, you know, when you're a little kid, you operate basically on theta brain waves only, mm-hmm. which is basically pure subconscious. You're, you're like a sponge at that point. And, and then you said, you know, as we get older, uh, you know, we, we start operating on alpha brain waves. We're thinking, we're communicating, we're analyzing. Can you break that down a little bit? Because when you were talking about that, and I'm going to show a video uh, right after this, but when you were talking about that, I immediately, it popped my head, a picture of Bob Proctor doing his little stick man, explaining how, like how paradigms work and how they're mm-hmm. developed. Uh, can you explain, explain that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I love Bob Proctor and that video is awesome that you sent. Um, yeah. So basically when we were born, the human brain has m- many different waves. You know, we get into like right now we're exchanging ideas. We're an alpha brainwave. It's, it's a much quicker brainwave. It's a good brainwave for focus, getting work done. Um, theta brainwave is the slowest brainwave associated with, with our minds. And, um, you know, we don't even get into it in meditation sometimes. Like it's really difficult to get into that in our, as um, adults, because it's so, so slow and we're just not, you know, used to operating when, when we're sleeping, we get into theta, but like, um, it's the slowest brainwave basically associated with the subconscious. And when we're children, it's the only brainwave that, that we're literally capable of, of making. That's what our brain is. It's just a super slow mega sponge, <laughs> hundred percent subconscious mind that the theta brainwave is the brainwave associated with our subconscious mind. So literally we have no filtration system like we do today. And even, even though the quote unquote filtration system that we have today, we still are absorbing a hundred percent of our environment. It's just, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, uh, we we don't perceive it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're less, we're less malleable than we are at that point. It's like, we're super vulnerable, super open. So So um, this is so profound because everything, like 95% of everything that we think and we do and we feel comes from our subconscious, not from our conscious mind. We have all these brilliant modalities like therapy and self-help books and all of these things um, that are great, but they're really focusing on the 5% of our minds. And once I learned that, once I learned that 95% of everything that I did came from my subconscious and that I was literally programmed like uh, from zero to seven, you know, it really goes like zero to 25 about is really when you're being programmed and it just gets a little weaker as you age. But like, once I learned that, I was like, oh my God, from ages zero to seven, like, you know, I had two children raising me basically parents who did not do the work and who had their own issues. I was like, well, what are the odds that I have some some stuff in there that I'm really 
carrying with me into adulthood. And, and so, um, so yeah, making, making that autonomous decision, adult decision, like to choose what, what is going to influence you, you know, like, um, and to choose what you want to do about it. Like there's, there's three ways of, of targeting your subconscious in adulthood, which I think you wanted to touch on too. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And in fact, let's, let's take a quick break. Let's show the Bob Proctor video. Cause the Bob Proctor video gives a really great visual on everything you're talking about. He draws this and he breaks it down so that like the simplest of people can understand it, but he basically breaks it down to where your subconscious mind is where your paradigm is, is formed. A lot of that is formed when you're a baby, when, you know, you have no filter, everything's going in there and then it's just stored there. And then as you get older, when things start coming into your mind, your conscious, which is sort of shaped by your subconscious will reject things that it doesn't believe, you know? Mm. So, but you can program that, which we'll talk about in different ways so that it actually does seep into your subconscious so you can change that paradigm. So let me show that video real quick. I'm gonna explain why all these things happen. I'm gonna explain paradigms in such a way that a child could understand it, but I'm not gonna insult your intelligence. Now let's think for a moment. Our mind controls everything. Dr. J.B. Ryan said the mind is the greatest power in all of creation. Now I have had people say to me, wait a minute, God is the greatest power. Wait a minute. God is the greatest power. The mind is the greatest power in all of creation. God being the creator, mind is the creation. Now, let this here represent your subconscious mind. And this represent your body. Do you know your subconscious mind is programmed with something called a paradigm? Do you know what a paradigm is? Paradigm is a multitude of habits. Now a habit is nothing but an idea that is fixed here in the subconscious mind that you act on without any conscious thought. And it's our actions that produce our results. If we want to get really technical, it's the action causes a reaction and the action-reaction alters the condition, circumstance, and environment in our life. Now, we are programmed genetically. That's why we look like our relatives. But then after birth, we're programmed with our outside world. If you were born, let's say, in New Jersey to an English-speaking um, Roman Catholic family, but you were taken to China and placed in the suburbs in a home that maybe knows nothing about English. They might be Buddhist, they might not have any religion. Do you know that you would grow up fluent in Chinese and have absolutely no knowledge of the English language? Do you see, whatever goes in from the outside world when we're children becomes programming. We're programmed genetically and then we're programmed environmentally. Well, at a certain age, a psychic barrier comes up here and we develop something that's called a conscious mind. And the conscious mind has hooked up to its sensory factors. You can see here, smell, taste, touch. And here we have higher faculties. We have something called intellectual factors. 
We have perception, intuition, the will, reason, imagination, all these marvelous tools here. Now there's a power flows into our conscious mind and we have the ability to think anything we want to think. Do you know what we're going to think? We're going to think thoughts that are in harmony with the paradigm. Because play with this. The paradigm controls the vibration that your body is in. And make no mistake about it, your body is in a vibration. Vibration is the law of the universe. The law of vibration decrease, everything moves, nothing rests. This physical instrument we're living in is in a very high speed of vibration. If you looked at it through a microscope, you'd see it dancing right before your eyes. In fact, if you put your body in a completely dark room in front of an infrared television camera, you'd see yourself as a glistening, radiating, gleaming form. Semyon Curley in a way back 1934, the Russian photographer, he perfected a form of photography where you can photograph mass, the body, and you will see the ray of energy coming from the body. See, there's a power flows into you, and it flows to and through you. And when it comes in, it has no form. Now you can build negative ideas, or you can build positive ideas. We build ideas that are in harmony with the paradigm. Do you know why? If the paradigm is built with X-type energy, you're going to think X-type thoughts. If you have been raised with a paradigm where lack and limitation is common, it's just the way it is, you'll never become wealthy. If that is the thinking, oh, I know intellectually we know we can become wealthy, but the paradigm says no. You will probably take this power that flows into your conscious mind that you could make anything out of it you want, and you'll make ideas that are in harmony with the paradigm because it's the ideas that you impress upon the subconscious that controls the vibration. And if you start to impress why ideas, you're going to move into a very uncomfortable vibration. What would be a why idea? A why idea would be quit your job, sell your house, take the money, and invest it in a business so you can be your own boss. That's a why idea. That'll scare the daylights out of most people. Why? Because it's not in harmony with the paradigm. Now, your paradigm is controlling your results. You can have people that have all kinds of degrees here. Intellectually, they're brilliant, but their results don't match. You'll find other people, no formal education, no business experience, their results, they're earning millions of dollars. Why? It's the paradigm. Okay, so I mean, obviously, watch that video. It's it's so straightforward. That's why I love Bob Proctor. And, and I've seen like thousands of his speeches. He basically says the same stuff in every speech. So I've seen that the stick figure drawn in like a million different ways, but he, he always does it the same way. But let's talk about ways that we can change that programming. So in your video, you said, well, you start off saying there's only two ways. Then you go, wait, no, there's a third way. That's super <laughs> awesome. So we'll, we'll, we'll save that one for the third option. But uh, the first one is is hypnotherapy. What, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about how that works. Yeah. So like I said, it's really difficult to get our human adult brains down into theta if we're not sleeping. Once we're sleeping, we don't really have any control over what's going on. Um, so hypnotherapy is brilliant for bringing you, it's called like an induction, bringing you down into theta brainwave. And then once you're down there, you know, there's a lot of different approaches to it. Um, and it, to, you know, to your listeners, if, if, if there's any interest, you know, you would speak with a practitioner and, and discuss your strategy. Like there could be a regression, for example, I've done those where you go back to certain memories in childhood and, and resolve maybe some conflicts that 
brought about a negative programming. There's, you know, a lighter version where you're just kind of imbuing affirmations, like positive affirmations. Um, but, but basically once you're in theta, it's like a, it's like, I call it, um, spiritual surgery. It's like subconscious surgery. You're, you're, you have access to the operating system to the 95% of stuff that's informing, informing everything. Um, so that I found a lot of success with, I've done like standard hypnotherapy. It's like a 45 minute session and you're under for 20 minutes. I've done rapid transformational therapy, which is awesome. That's like two and a half hours. You, there's like three regressions in it. Really comprehensive. I do self-hypnosis every morning. So I like I've recorded, um, you know, my own, my own recording basically and paired it with like a theta sound. And I'll listen to it right when I wake up, when my brain is still really vulnerable to, um, to positive suggestion. So I definitely recommend that one. I have a very similar thing. Uh, but let's, let's talk about the next one. The next one is affirmations. Mm -hmm. So the subconscious also works with repetition. Um, this is also why complex trauma is so horrible because you're repeating like negative stuff that's really getting in there. Um, but affirmations are great because you're, you're, you're repeating it over and over and over again until I think it's a little less efficient than, um, hypnosis just because I think it takes something like a thousand affirmations for it to, to get in there as like equivalent to one hip hypnosis affirmation, basically, um, but, but I, I do them too. I, I script with affirmations. I have some written on my mirror, just like little reminders um, of my goals and, and, you know, daily dose of love for my, my mental. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So one thing I do, I do both. Um, okay. So I do, I do affirmations, uh, but I do it the Bob Proctor way where I have a, mm. a goal card mm. and there's specific goals that I have uh, that I want for myself. And so like I get, when I get up in the morning, first thing in the morning, I'll mm -hmm. read these like five times over. And then right before bed, I'll read them five times over. And then, but another thing that I, I learned from Bob Proctor is having this in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Anytime I reach into my pocket to grab like chapstick or something like that. And I touch this mm -hmm. is like, when you touch that, that feeling of touch of the card, you know, what's on that card. It sends mm -hmm. a vibration up your arm to your brain. And you immediately think, what's on that card. And so wow, it co constantly that. keeps you thinking about what's on the card. So that's another way that I learned from Bob Proctor that doing this stuff works. Um, and then also uh, I have a, a longer list of affirmations that, mm -hmm. um, you know, I want in my life. I want to manifest in my life. And what I'll do is I, I recorded myself saying these things and I'll play them while I'm sleeping. So I'll put it mm. on, a, I have a, a loop player on my phone and I, I play this, this affirmations on loop. When I go to sleep, it just plays all night long when you're, you're so susceptible just to things in your environment, you don't even realize it. But I found myself uh, dreaming, in, you know, having mm -hmm. dreams about the, the, these things that I'm, I'm saying over and over again in the affirmation. And I feel like that's really powerful because if you're dreaming it, you're visualizing it. Yeah. And when you're visualizing it, things happen, you know. You might have to share that loop app with me. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, I will. I didn't yeah. think to do it while I'm sleeping. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's something that I actually figured out a long time ago when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was before I even understood the idea of like the secret or, you know, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. um, but I was in martial arts and I was, I was getting terrible grades mm. and 
my sensei was really big into the stuff, but he never, he never said it. it was like, you know, he never said it as, oh, this law of attraction or anything like that. He, he would just have these things that we did. So mm. at the beginning of every class, we had these, these uh, leadership rules we had to read. And then at the end of the class, we had these black belt rules and we had to say them at beginning and end of every class. But the reason why we're saying that is so that we would program that, that mm. philosophy into our brains. And when my grades were bad, he didn't let me, uh, do class for, for a whole month until I worked on getting my grades back up. Mm -hmm. And he says, look, I really want you to do this. And he said, I want you to write out on a piece of paper that I'm a straight A student. I always get, I always get great scores on my tests. I Mm -hmm. always do get my homework done on time. And he's like, I want you to just write this stuff out. I go, but Mr. Bodie, it's not true. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Write it out. And he goes, and every morning, read it five times. And every night, read it five times. And I did that and it was amazing. Like my grades completely turned around wow. and it was like, it was not long after that, that I had a test uh, coming up. This was like in high school. And I was like, you know, I, I wonder if, I wonder if I can just record the teacher giving a lecture and just listen to it while I sleep and then not <laughs> study. And so I did. So I just sat, I sat with it like, and I'm I'm so old. I had a tape recorder, but I had a tape recorder in class and I recorded the the teacher giving his lecture and I would just sleep and listen to it. And I aced that test. I didn't even do one thing of homework. And so after that, I realized that you can actually, this actually sort of works. And I didn't understand why until I started, you know, I got older and I, I found, you know, uh, the secret, I think a lot of people are introduced to this sort of thing by the, like the movie or the book, the secret. Yeah. Uh, but then that's sort of a a gateway drug into (laughs) a bunch of, a a bunch of books and information on this stuff. But I learned that, that the reason why it works is because it's basically your, your conscious mind is shut down while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's almost just like you're a kid again, and you're just absorbing all the stuff in your environment when you're sleeping. So it's perfect time to play affirmations. Genius. I'm going to try, you're going to send that to me and I want to start doing yeah. it the hallway. Yeah. yeah. It, it works really well. Um, so the, the third way, uh, oh, actually, before we get to the third way, mm-hmm. there's another thing to hang I put, in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Guys, it's so Little good. teaser. Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned this one from the secret too, but a uh, visualization or goal boards. Yeah. And so like I have one over in my corner over there and I just have things that I want to hit like big goals. Yeah. And the reason why it works is uh, for me is, it, you know, it's right there in front of me. So every time I look over at it, I can see those things. So it's always on the forefront of my mind and I can like imagine what it's going to feel like when I have that stuff and that all of that goes hand in hand with this reprogramming yourself. And then in your subconscious mind magically sort of, steers you in the direction of achieving this stuff. It's, uh, well, it's repetition too. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. like I have, a, I have one too. It's like right next to my bed. I have it on the back of my phone, kind of like a mini version. So every time I open my phone, I see something amazing is about to happen. I see the body that I'm going for, you know, I see the cash. Like I see, I see that these goals, these big goals that I have so that I'm like reminded to get it together and to make the right decisions throughout my day and to tune into my body and really like stay connected with, with how I'm moving. Um, yeah. Vision, vision boards are so, I think, I feel like they're underrated because it seems like arts and crafts or seems just like a, a thing, but it's really, it like triggers 
it just, it's like a reminder and it triggers us and it brings forth that inspiration and they're like, oh my God, yes, I want to like be on yeah. that podcast and be on, you know, hit this number in my in my business and well, you know, and what's funny too is, is a lot of people, you know, they, and I, and I can see why they feel this way, but they watch the movie, the secret, they talk about having these goals and they give like an example of this little boy in his bike. Mm -hmm. And this little boy is, 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 you know, cuts out a picture of this bike that he wants and he puts it on his goal board and he's, you know, wants it, wants it. Then magically one day it shows up. Like, that's not how it works. It doesn't show up. But, but the way it works is, uh, from what I found in my life, the way I've seen it work is you put this stuff out there, you focus on it. You don't necessarily need to know how you're going to get it, but stuff just does sort of start lining up. Like maybe uh, I'll, I'll meet somebody, maybe I'll see someone's TikTok video and I'll go, Oh, let me follow that person. That I like what they're talking about. And then bam, they follow me back and bam, next thing no, we're talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, I know so-and-so. And I'm like, Oh my God, on my goal board, I wanted to meet that person. You know, like that's how I've seen it line up in my life, you know? Yeah. You just sort of have to, when you see an opportunity, you jump on it because you, it might lead you to where you want to go. Oh, for sure. And I think in a way it like tunes you a little bit sharper to those opportunities. Like it just clues you in. I really, I believe like we're all connected. We're all the same spirit, right? And so if I'm thinking these thoughts and, you know, then things conspire to kind of like come together in, in some way. Um, again, not to say that a bike is going to show up in your driveway. Like you, you have to take this inspired action and, and moving towards your goals. But, you know, once you're on the same page and you're taking alignment and you're showing your subconscious that you're serious with your actions that you're taking, like mm-hmm. it's going to happen. You just, because you're like tuned to that. Napoleon Hill, uh, in, uh, think and grow rich. Have you, have you read that? He he refers to it as infinite intelligence. Like you're tapping into infinite intelligence, which we're all in tune to. And so you're putting that stuff out there. Like someone that's on that same wavelength will pick up on that frequency and be like, I don't know why, but I need to bring this bike to this kid, you know, (laughs) but that's, that's how it works. It's not like a, a bike just magically, you know, materializes, but, um, so, okay. So let's, let's go back to what we were talking about though, about reprogramming. So the third most amazing way, <laughs> the way you mm-hmm. talked about it in your video, you're like, this is, it's like 40 years of therapy, <laughs> one session. Uh, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit. It's uh, how do you pronounce it? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Now that's Ayahuasca. doing some drugs and going on a spiritual quest, right? Like with a... <laughs> The shaman in the middle of the jungle, you puke in a bucket for eight hours. Yeah, it's um it so DMT, I think, is the active like component that sends you into I hope I'm not gonna get I'm, I'm not gonna get banned on TikTok for this, but it it's it sends you into this um this journey basically, but it's it's like connecting you so deeply with yourself. Like it's not some people think that it's you know this external and alien. It's like, no, it's just yourself. Like it's just you and an opportunity to chill your conscious mind out and really like swim in the depths of your subconscious and, and work through a lot of your own stuff and, and have your stuff reflected back to you in a really um, profound way. Um, and I, you know, I say, I say with these with any modality, right? Like some, with some people that I know, breath work is amazing for them and they've had incredible results with breath work. It never totally worked for me. Like this uh, is what's breath work. Like it's breathing in a certain way to release trauma, like 
there's like certain like I don't know like weird stuff with your nose and <laughs> um, but there's like certain mechanisms that you're like using your body as the technology basically and and achieving whatever you want whether it's more fire or trauma stuff um, but yeah it never totally resonated with me or it was something that I wanted to like stick to like I have with other things ayahuasca happens to be something that just really works for me um, so part, part of what it is. I mean, it's like the ultimate, like reprogrammer, in my opinion, like it will show you things like it's shown me things that I've like known about myself. Like for example, perfectionism, I like have known I'm a perfectionist, but I didn't ever see just how like horrid it is. Like it's like, it permeates through all of these areas of my life and like in, in action. And it's like not a self-loving energy. Right. And so like in one of my ceremonies, it really showed me that and had me sit with that and like see it. And, and then after that, you know, you integrate what you've learned. So then I started just taking imperfect action and started calling myself out of my bullshit more when I was like, Oh no, it has to look like this. Or I don't want to post it because of this little blah or whatever. Like, you know, it, it, um, it just shows you things that maybe you wouldn't have seen on your own. Like I, I was able to do the self audit and find that there was a worthiness thing at some point, but ayahuasca is like, like, you know, it's brutal and it will show you things that maybe you've even avoided looking at subconsciously, you know, it's done that for me too. So, so, I mean, so just, uh, for the goody two shoes at home, the, uh, it's essentially, it's essentially like a, like a psychedelic, right? I mean, yes. Is it, would it, would it be very similar to like the, uh, like the native Americans doing peyote and doing a spirit vision quest kind of thing? very, very similar. I mean, it's, it's so like, just for everyone at home, this is not like a party drug. This is not like acid and you go for a walk in a park. No, it's very serious. You have to go on a diet. Like I have to eat vegan for a week. It's horrible. Right. Which you're, you, you hate veganism. I I do fish and then I do vegan (laughs) like three days. Um, but it's not fun, but, and so also that compels me to like really go in and take the two cups and like, because I'm like, I did not just starve myself for a week for nothing. So I better do this because as you're going in, you, you become so terrified because like, so yes, for, for the people at home, it's not, a, it's not fun. Like you literally are going in the middle of the jungle. Um, there's a shaman. It's very ceremonial, very intentional. Um, you have dieted, you grab a bucket because you literally have, you're going to be puking all night in it. Um, and I mean, you're with other people just sitting in this Maloka, um, going through this process for like six to eight hours just, and just group vomiting group vomiting. It's, it's, <laughs> it's sometimes I'll like, I'll like come out of it and I'll just like be listening to the sounds. It's brutal. Um, but like, it's not, it's really like a, a medicine. Like it's not like a, it, a recreational, like I would never categorize it like that. It's very yeah. like guttural and like yeah. gross. Um, but, but it really, I mean, it's worked for me. Um, for, for so much. I mean, I forgave my mother, like on a steep emotional level. I never thought I would really like have love for her. I like was like just revering her so much. She, she horribly mistreated me for everyone just tuning in. Maybe you don't know my content, but she mistreated me a lot. I was able to forgive her and open my heart in that way. Like these deep, deep things, um, you know, reflecting back to my own avoidance and how I'm, I'm doing that not only in romance, but in, in my business, like things that I haven't been able to see, but then once you see, you can't unsee. And so then you're forced to integrate it and to like, take the action that 
that you see is required of you if you want to fulfill your intention. So you also go into these ceremonies with intentions. My intentions line up with the intentions that I have with, with this mindset stuff. Um, and it's just really powerful. And, and it, for me, it, it works. And I've seen just incredible results in, in my life um, with that, but I, it's very extreme. It's very intense. It's not for everyone. Like if you have a heart condition, it's not good. If you're on medication, you can't really take it. Um, so, and it's really not accessible as accessible in the States, but if you do, you are compelled to do it, you know, and you have access to it, you're called to do that. I definitely recommend to answer that. Cause it's, it's been a really positive thing. in my life. Yeah. Well, I was, I was telling you before we started recording that, uh, yeah. like you mentioned that in the video and I was just like, what get out of here. Cause I had never even heard of it, uh, until just like literally like a month ago. And mm. the, the gal that I'm, I'm a uh, marathon training with, she okay. just signed up to go on this Peru excursion out in the jungle to do ayahuasca. And she's so stoked about it. She's like, I'm going to do four sessions. <laughs> I'm like, and she's kind of a, she's kind of a, you know, she's a pothead. You know, she likes to, you know, she likes the recreational drug shit. So I think she's kind of going into it thinking it's just going to be this thing. And it, but she knows that she's got to diet. Yeah. She's got to go vegan for like three weeks. And she knows yeah. that she's going to feel sicker than a dog. And I, and I know her like just, she's always trying to get out of training and shit. Like, like it's, yeah. it's, it's Sunday, bitch. We got to go run 16 <laughs> miles. And she's just like, Oh, why do we have to do 16? Can we just do 10? You know? And like, are you serious right now? So I, I, I I'm curious to see how she the feels changes. after. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's a, she's a total quitter at heart. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely note that like, cause what I say with anyone, with any healing modality, like you need to observe, even with this mindset stuff, if people are listening and you want to get involved, observe what, what your habits are now, like where you're at now, what your eating habits are, how you're spending your time, how much time you're spending on social media, video games, like whatever. And then, you know, embark on this journey of changing your mind, however you're going to do it. And then observe yourself after that's really how you gauge the results in my opinion, or, I mean, obviously you'll see, you know, the, the things that you're calling into your life, but with any of these things, it's like really kn- knowing, know thyself. I mean, I'm all about knowing thyself and living true to yourself and, and as authentically as possible, but oftentimes like you're not going to like be on drug, you know, like with alcohol, right. You drink and then you feel drunk. And so then you know that it's working because you're now inhibited in some way. Like this stuff isn't like that it's slow. And so you really, in order to keep going, you have to see that contrast so that you're empowered to like, want to continue, you know, seeing these positive results and how you're feeling in your body and things like that. So that would be a good measure. <laughs> Just Certainly. take it. Hey, I noticed you're, you're not so much of a quitter anymore. Um, <laughs> So one of the things I, I wrote down here too, that you, you talked about is, and you, you mentioned it a little bit is, uh, taking an audit of your life and yeah. let, let's talk a little bit more about that. But you also said people have a hard time dealing with the truth because they, and they develop coping, coping mechanisms to block mm-hmm. that, that out. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So I think. I mean, this world, we live in this world of illusion. Like there's, there's little real thing. I mean, from like messaging and mainstream things to like set, like cultural messaging, there's just a lot of like illusion. And I think we internalize that 
ourselves in the form of cognitive dissonance. Like we lie to ourselves constantly to cope with the reality of our situation. If you are broke and you're like living in your mom's basement or what, like, you know, forming a cognitive dissonance, like, oh, the economy or whatever it is, like blaming something else or, or whatever you have to tell yourself to cope with your situation. And so I think sometimes when it comes to self audits, it could be very difficult for people because they have so many coping mechanisms, or maybe they marry the wrong partner, but you know, the thought of the divorce and and the calamity that that's going to ensue or whatever is so that is so painful, you know, you develop these coping mechanisms to protect yourself, right? Like coping mechanisms is a way for our bodies to, you know, prevent us from feeling deeper pain. Mm -hmm. And, um, so in the, in the case of self audit, I mean, you need to be radically fucking honest with yourself. Like I can't stress that enough. Um, it's just very hard for some people. And I have some of the most brilliant people in my life do this. Like it, it has nothing to do with your intelligence level. It has nothing to do with how successful you are. Like I even, even knowing being aware, all this stuff is top of mind. I, this is in my work. I still lie to myself. Sometimes I tell myself that I'm busy and I'm not really moving the needle on my goals, you know, and how I'm spending my time. I'm doing other stuff. Like we lie to ourselves as humans because pain is, is so unpleasant. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes it, it is painful to make change or it's painful to, you know, work on some things, especially if you have negative programming telling you that you shouldn't, you know, shine big or whatever it is. Um, so doing a self audit that involves radical fucking honesty. And to your point, um, with the, the woman that you train with, like part of, part of this process for me, I have incredible people in my life. And I, and one of my best girlfriends is, is kind of my mastermind partner for life. And we're, we're really powerful, very painful mirrors for each other. Mm-hmm. And so she's reflected back and just like I have with her, but like she's reflected back things to me that I wouldn't have seen to myself. So having even, you know, outsourcing some of this audit, right. And, and asking these trusted people in your lives, people that maybe you've known for a long time, we trust, trust their opinion. You know, you know, that they really know you as a person, what they think about it and what they would have to say about it and being open to, to hearing it, you yeah. know, hearing that feedback and even seeing that feedback with yourself. And like, and then once you hear that, and feel that because it might be painful. You have to change that because the truth is that pain is always there. Like when, even when you don't do the self audit, like when we have cognitive dissonance, the pain is still there under the surface. You're still living an inauthentic life. And there's a certain pain and suffering that goes along with that, right? Like you're not happy or settled. It's a certain inner conflict. So in order to resolve that, you need to be honest with yourself and get to that core and make that commitment to resolve it. And whether that means like uprooting your whole life, moving locations or changing your habits drastically or whatever it is, like you have to do that if you're serious about meeting your goals. And if you're serious about really living a fulfilling and authentic, authentic life. Yeah. What I, what I hear a lot in that is uh, having a lot of self-accountability Yes. Holding yourself accountable. And I feel like that's seriously lacking in society today. And I, it's funny because I, like I I mentioned, uh, you know, I was in martial arts. My, my sensei was really big on be a leader. Don't be a follower. Hold you know, having a sense of self accountability. And then Mm -hmm. when I was in the military, it was really beaten into us by my, uh, one specifically one of my, 
uh, recruit division commanders. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, if, if you don't know it in the, in the Navy, it's like a drill instructor. Mm-hmm. They call okay. them recruit division commanders in the Navy, but same thing. One of them was really big on, you got to hold yourself accountable, you know, don't bullshit yourself. And, uh, and so I've always had that mindset. I, I, I fall short sometimes. And I recognize that, you know, where I'm like, ah, I'm just blowing smoke up my own ass, you know, but, <laughs> but other times, like I really tried to hold myself accountable and, and I just, I see it so much on social media, you know, you know, again, just like in the comments, people like pointing the fingers at everybody else, you know, you see it in, uh, on TV, you know, with, with politicians on both sides, pointing the fingers at each other, never taking accountability. I'm like, this is really sad. Cause I feel like if more people would just take some ownership on the stuff that they can control, like life would be better for everybody. Oh my God. It's so true. And yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, it's like, what's reinforced in the culture is a bit, it's, I think at its core, it's like this, I just see it as being this like adolescent childlike mindset. Like we're never really, we never really grow up, right? We like learn to depend on the government, on daddy government to like, you know, monitor our finances and with tag and, you know, take all of our money and we, the education system, you know, to tell us what to do. And if we can go to the bathroom, like it's just, it trains us to stay in this juvenile you know, mindset and and think about like kids, right? Like, Oh, he pushed me and then we cry and then we get attention for it. Right. It's all these things are like then validated in this bigger adult world. And it, it just becomes a mess and people get very lost. And unless they hear, you know, I find, I find two things. Um, one, actually there's a huge correlation that I found in my life of people who have background in the army and people who are very mentally strong and who do take this personal accountability thing, right? Like when you're in, in these certain situations that train you for mental toughness, like that you carry that with you. So I think that that's seriously lacking. Um, and yeah, I just, I forgot the second thing I was going to say, but I, I also find that it's just, it's, it's enforced in the culture and, um, you need to have it if you, if you, if you want to be an adult, the second thing, like, I think we used to have like, um, an, uh, not initiation rituals, but like coming of age things, right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, men, men would start going hunting and, you know, there was these things that indicated that you're now growing from boy to a man or, you know, a maiden to a woman, like with childbirth, right. Like childbirth today numbs us the F out. We don't feel that pain. We don't go through that like portal, you know, it's like, we're just numb to it. And, and, and at the behest of all these, these meds and no, no judgment, but it's just very different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, we just, we never leave that stage of development and, and it could be really detrimental to, to our personal autonomy and sovereignty, really. Cause then we're not really, we're not really free to choose our own lives. We're just right. you know, going at the behest of, of every, you know, like, it's funny that this, this podcast was, was uh, sort of founded on, on uh, the book, how to be a 3% man by Corey Wayne. Corey Wayne wrote a second book that isn't my favorite book, but this is essentially what he's, he talks about in that book. Cause it's called mastering yourself uh, but it's funny because it's actually a very, it's very political, you know, it's a very political book. It's a lot of, uh, self, uh, it's self-biographical, mm-hmm. but he basically essentially breaks it down. The reason why it gets political is because he's like, look, too many people are waiting for the government to save them. Yeah. And he's like, you really need to participate in your own rescue, you know? Yeah. And that's really the the concept of that book. But, 
anyway, I digress. So (laughs) I think it's spot on. I mean, that's kind of what got me down this rabbit hole, like realizing the government was not my friend and big Mm -hmm. pharma was not my friend. And all these ideologies that I had followed totally failed me. And I was like, well, what, what the hell? And then I really realized like, oh, 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 no, I'm the one that's going to be in charge here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, being empowered in that, in that way changes everything. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Which brings us to what your original video was about was having a a power mindset, right? And you said a power mindset starts basically by radically accepting that everything in your life is a product of your thoughts. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's a really hard concept for people to wrap their minds around their feelings around that they are in control of their own lives. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and it is a very disempowering mindset to believe anything else. So I call it this power mindset. I call it like savage mode. Really. It's like nothing is going to control me, but my own fucking self, nothing. I I don't give I don't like, I, at, there will be no control over my sovereign mind and my being other than me. I own this. This is my dominion, right? This is my kingdom. So like once you, once you adopt this, then you, you start to really be in control of your life. You're like, oh, okay. If I need to make more money, what can I do? I need to get another client. I need to, you know, work on my website, like whatever it is. I'm, I'm in control of that. It's not, oh my God, the economy and oh my God, unemployment is rising. Like it doesn't matter. You, Mm -hmm. you are able to tune out everything and focus on yourself and what you're going to do. Like I kind of look at it like we're living it's kind of like we're living in a video game and we're at level like 286 and maybe in like the 1930s, it was like level like 30. And now, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of adversity. There's so much division. There's everyone's so angry, so disconnected with all the technology. It's just like a really dystopian reality that we're living in. There's no doubt. I'm not like denying that, but what are you going to do about it? You don't have to participate in that. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have, you don't have to do that. You can, there's ways to be sovereign on your own, be an entrepreneur, like do things on your own to be highly fulfilled and happy. And that is a power mindset. And that is being in control of your life, not like tuning everything else out. Cause it's, it's, again, it's external. You need to create your life from, from the inside out. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I know there's someone listening right now going, (laughs) yeah, that's easy for you to say, but you know, it's not easy for everybody. And one of the things that I love about uh, some learning of this stuff. Like one of the the best books I've read on this is uh, the science of getting rich mm. by uh, Wallace D. Waddles. Have you read it? No, but I'm about oh, it's, to. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a short read. It, he re, he writes it in, in such simple words, you know, that it's just like anybody could understand it. Right. And he wrote it that way just to make, make it as simple as possible for people. And Basically, what he was saying is where you are in the world, right? Your your geolocation has very little to do with how much wealth you can have. He goes, mm-hmm. if you think about it, there's rich people everywhere in the world. If you go to the poorest countries, there's someone that's rich there, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it has nothing. So it doesn't necessarily have to deal with like where you are in the world. Cause I've 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 gotten in arguments with people about that, like, oh well easy for you to say you're in America, but I'm in blah, blah, blah country. I'm like, 
there's rich people in your country, man, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It, it's, it's a self-limiting belief. It's, it's your mindset saying yeah. you can't do it, you know? So yeah. once you realize, wait a minute, it's my mindset limiting me saying I can't do it is the reason why I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Once you have an understanding of those thoughts, you can sort of recognize them when they pop up and go, no, you know, you can cast them out of your Call mind. Call it out. Yeah. A thousand percent. I do this daily. And this is what, you know, the affirmations sleeping or like right when you wake up, they'll help with, because like I, my thoughts, my mind can be just brutal, like so mean, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and when you have those affirmations, you know, cancel, cancel, um, I learned that with uh, Maximum Confidence by Jack Canfield. He like has some tips and tricks to kind of reset your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, imbuing a positive affirmation on top of that, or just choose, like, it's literally brainwashing yourself. Like, yes, maybe you're seeing pop, you're in Indonesia and you're just you're seeing poverty or there's, it's, it's not being reflected immediately, but you have to create that world in your own mind. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, you know, like, and, and I've experienced this with, yeah, with my own, you know, how I could be mean to myself, right? Like mm-hmm. I really, it could be like mean in my, in my own mind, but like just being ruthless and like calling it out and talking to, sometimes it's, it helps too, to like, I started almost talking to myself. Um, like I was like, I, I call myself like Morgan May, like Morgan May, like we're not doing that today. Or, you know, like kind of talking to yourself like you're a child and you're like nurturing a child. It helps if it's kind of this other thing so that you're not in this reactionary thing and um, you're able to kind of observe it and address it a little mm-hmm. bit easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, another thing, and I already, I already mentioned it once too, is uh, I said, I say here in my notes, law of attraction is nothing without action. And yeah. It's really important once you once you understand this, right? Like once you understand you control your thoughts and you know the your positive thoughts really is is what you want, right? You want mm-hmm. positive things in your life. So it's important to have these positive thoughts. So if you have like the the negativity and doubt like to recognize it, cast it out so that you can focus on these positive things mm-hmm. and then as things start popping up like you have to be willing to, to jump at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing too, is you, I wrote it, I, I wrote I it down speak on that just uh, for a second. Yeah, you just yeah, yeah. Said. Like when it comes to, in my experience, positive thoughts are very important. Yes. But I think that there's a lot of emphasis in this community about positive thoughts. And the truth is like, we are very holistic beings, right? Mm-hmm. Like right now, Paul, you and I are operating and are like socially acceptable, right? We're being like cordial and we're talking or using certain words to sound a certain way. This is like our light self. This is the self that we show to the public, right? But the truth is that that light self is much like our conscious and subconscious. Subconscious is 95%, conscious is 5%. The conscious is like a small fraction of really who we are, right? Mm-hmm. We have this deep shadow self. Carl Jung talks a lot about this. Yeah. And yeah. And so in my experience with this work, I think law of attraction, uh, law of attraction can go very deep, but I think the majority of what I hear about it, it speaks to this 5% and -hmm. speaks to this positive thinking and visualization. It does not speak to this deeper shadow stuff. And 
I had done a mindset stuff before, but it was not until I really went deep and the negative stuff that had come up instead of, I mean, casting it out. Yes. But like how you go there and you process it and you have to, you know, in my experience, in my experience, it was processing my emotions and, and, you know, unearthing some stuff, uh, you know, going through periods of upheaval Mm -hmm. to integrate this part of myself, because, you know, like, for example, love, if you're calling love into your life or money, like these are similar frequencies. If you're neglecting and abandoning and rejecting key parts of yourself, like parts of yourself that maybe it wasn't safe to express with a parent or, you know, in a certain environment, like you're not really going to be embodying that frequency of love, right. Mm. Or like loving yourself fully. You're maybe loving yourself in this five, 10% of your light person. But like, to me, it's that, that shadow work. Like once I started doing that work, that's when the game changed for me. That's when I started blowing up on TikTok was after that, my first ayahuasca trip and like really getting to this root of, of a lot of stuff I've been keeping in my shadows and calling it out and integrating it. Um, yeah. Go do drugs and I will blow up on TikTok. <laughs> Got it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, I, I hear you. I had a, I don't know if you follow him. Uh, There's a guy on TikTok named Dave Glazer. And mm-hmm. I just had him I, by the time this, this, drops uh his episode will have aired and uh we we i initially had him on to talk about attachment styles but we ended up going off on a whole tangent about shadow work and what that Mm. is and stuff like that so go back and listen to that guys um (laughs) um one thing too uh i have here is about following up with action and and then it says here maybe you're doing too many time wasters video games, social mm. media and stuff like that. Uh, and I, I think what you were talking about in your video was if you understand that you have all these time wasters, then you can, I don't know, better take ownership of why you're not achieving your goals. Right. Is that sort of where you're going, where you were going with that? Similar. Yeah. I feel <clears throat> like um, just like we've been saying, the culture trains us to be consumers, to consume information, to play video games, to, you know, spend our time, spend our time, our, you know, this, this, like, it's, it's a, a resource we're never going to get back. Right. It's like our time is everything, especially yeah. if, if we, we are thinking in this power mindset, time is very, very important. Um, and not only is it training us to, to spend our time and, and not create and not call forth the life that we want, but um, it it encourages us to use these things in efforts to numb ourselves out and to not experience our feelings and to not create. You know, like um, one of my favorite books of all time is Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. It's brilliant. It's also a short book. Um, he characterizes this quality of resistance that everybody has, whether you're an artist and you're you're. Um, you know, trade is, is painting or whether you're a business owner or a marketer and, you know, you're creating a business or whatever it is, there's always this quality of resistance that all of us, all of us has. Um, and he does a brilliant job of characterizing the many faces of resistance and resistance is just basically doing things that are not your art and are not creating and are not moving the needle in the ways that you want to move it. Um, and in my experience, I mean, I, I, social media, like, you know, certain relationships, like there's so many, so many vices that the culture 
has that we have that we don't see necessarily as like numbing mechanisms, right? Alcohol, we kind of do drugs, like that's more like, okay, you know, but, um, there are are other things that we waste our time on that, that in my opinion, um, you know, can can be really detrimental anyways, for achieving our goals and for being creative and, and, you know, calling forth the life that we want. So I, I think in my video, I was saying once, once you identify what you want, you need to identify what you're doing to prevent yourself from getting there. And, and these are some common things that I've found people and myself, you know, use to not achieve our goals and not take those, that action that we've been talking about. Yeah, definitely. I find that a lot when I get stressed out because I'm like, Oh my God, like I live and die by my calendar, you know? Mm. So I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have enough time. It's because like, I've I've just spent four hours fucking around on TikTok. Oh my God. Can we talk? Have you ever, if anyone ever finds a hack for creating content on TikTok and not getting addicted to that app, please tell me. It's like my, it's like, I can't figure it out. It's the worst. It's the worst. Cause yeah. And even if you're not like, okay, I'm not going to sit there and scroll through everybody's stuff. You're still like, yeah, you're like, oh, I got to respond to all these comments because I, I got to engage with my community. And then you're like, Jesus Christ, I spent four hours. hours. On- I know <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I'm arguing with people that like, I'm clearly not going to change their mind. Why am I arguing with these people? I know I st- I cut myself off from the arguing. I'm like, you look, if you want to believe that, that's fine. I, I've become friendly to the block, but now I'm just like, it's just sucking my energy. I can't, yeah. you know, I do, but- I do that a lot. If, if I get a lot of like the real like black pill, like MGTOW guys that just, just go in the comments and just start shitting on people. Like, you yeah. know, and I'm just like, I can't deal no. with this, man. You're, you're, this, my page is clearly not for you. So I, let me just help you out. I'm glad for that. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Easy. Oh my God. It's so bad though. Cause I, I, I will get other creators yeah. that will tag me in their videos going, are these people like your followers? And I'm like, I don't claim these people, you know? <laughs> I don't claim the black belts. I don't claim That's these funny. guys. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, all right. Uh, one, one thing I do want to say before we, we wrap this up yeah, is a big thing that I, I, a lot of people don't understand with having this, this mindset, this savage mode, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, and, and like, and, and how the law of attraction works too, is, is you can't just want this stuff and hope for the best. Like you have to believe that you can achieve this stuff and you have to be ready to receive it when, when it arrives. And, and, and a funny thing that you'll find in this world, right. You'll see people that have the money consciousness, right. And they Mm -hmm. will accumulate all the wealth. Mm -hmm. Then you'll get guys that get rich fast, you know, like basketball players, Mm-hmm. Um, a good example is MC hammer, right? MC hammer, not a basketball player, but rapper made millions upon millions of dollars as a rap star, blew it all, you know, ended up going mm-hmm. bankrupt because he didn't have the money consciousness. He, mm-hmm. all, he got the stuff very quickly. He wasn't ready to receive it and lost it all. And I've heard it said a lot of times when people complain about like the rich 1%, uh, it's like, well, I'll tell you what, you could take all their money away today and redistribute it out to everyone in the world, make mm-hmm. everyone a millionaire in like two months time, three months yep. time, they'll all have it again. And you won't because you don't, you're not ready to receive that money. And they have been, they're on that frequency already They're They have the mindset for it. Yes. Yeah. 
So that's something that a lot of people just don't understand. I, I think. No, uh, my sister, my sister is like, Oh my God, I'm very much a capitalist. I, I mean, nature is hierarchical. Uh, not everyone has the same level of intelligence or athletic build or protect, you know, like there's so many we're individual, like then that's good. That's how nature is, is wired for, you know, individuality. And um, my sister is very different. She's very Marxist and, you know, communist. And like, I hope she comes around, but she's, she's younger. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I have these conversations. I'm like, look, like, I, I, I give her t- 10 examples of people who came from nothing, including our own father, by the way, like mm-hmm. he literally was like born into welfare, single teen mom and built an empire for himself. Like, because he had that skill, it's like a skill of, of knowing how to earn money and how to manage money. And yes, it's, it's deeper spiritual, you know, this belief and, and this certain money consciousness, but like, me and Jeff Bezos are not equal. He knows how to scale like multi-billion dollar companies and I don't know how to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it, that can be hard for people to accept too, right? We have this rhetoric of equality. Everyone's equal. Yes. We're all equal in human dignity. There's no one would ever argue that, but like, you know, if you want, if you want what someone else has, instead of being mad that you don't have it, like learn maybe how, you know, what their process was, get mentorship, like, yeah. you know, read, uh, you know, on Bob Proctor and, and, you know, think and grow rich and all these <laughs> resources that are very accessible. Um, but yeah, also in dating, when I, when I talk to women, it's like, it doesn't matter necessarily if he has money, it's like, what does he do? You know, I don't really like necessarily trust one people like, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's a different consciousness. It's not, yeah. um, well, yeah. one, th- one thing that I, t- I try to tell men too, that they're like, oh, women, all they care about is how much money you have. It's like, no, actually, I think what women are more attracted to uh, is your ability to make those that money. Like the, or, sk- yeah. the, the skills that it takes, the, me- the, the, the mental drive it takes, the, you know, that those types of qualities to gather resources is what's attractive, not the resources itself. hundred percent. And Jordan Peterson validates this um, and says women actually, they did a study. There were four types of men. There were poor and useless men, rich and useful men, which are kind of self-explanatory. And then there was a rich and useless man, which might have been your example of a guy getting rich really fast. Mm -hmm. And then a um, poor and useful man, which may be like a, a guy who had a good position at like a nonprofit. And, you know, the women were, were, it, it was not the money that was a marker for women and, and our attractiveness or, or how much we were attracted to men. It was their usefulness. Mm-hmm. So what skills do they have that are useful to society and that, yeah, can bring in resources if necessary? Totally. Yeah. It's, it's this, it's everything that informs what that actually is hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the book Atomic Attraction really touches on it. You know, mm-hmm. it, and a lot of the traits for these guys that are self-made, you know, like these guys yeah. that are super successful, those types of like aggressive, you know, traits are, it's very masculine. It's very, it's very attractive. You know, it is, it's, it's, yeah, it's not the money itself, but like, there's some guys with their self-limiting beliefs will just refuse to believe it. It's like, okay, brother, you know, you go work at McDonald's and feel sorry for yourself. You know, but this is what I mean. <laughs> it's like you, like 
this is where the cognitive dissonance comes in. It's like, you cannot deny that in your reality, there is an entrepreneur who was literally sleeping on his friend's mattress three years ago. And now he's driving a Lamborghini. Like that's one of the guys that I follow. Like he has an amazing story, always talks about affirmations and mindset stuff. And I'm so inspired by it because I mean, it's, he's like a living example that this is possible. Yeah. You know, it's like, once you see evidence of that, you, you can no longer rely on your cognitive dissonance. Like it doesn't work anymore. So you have to then make the changes that you need if you really want that life or want a better life. That's why I follow Bob Proctor because Mm -hmm. his story is, is very similar. He, he, he was broke. He was going Mm -hmm. from job to job. He said that uh, when he finally was given think and grow rich, which is the book that changed his life. Mm-hmm. He's like, he said, I was making $4,000 a year. I owed $6,000 a year, you know, mm-hmm. or I owed $6,000. And this guy that he worked with always had money, always like never had any problems. I was always healthy and was like, look, man, why are you, you know, why are you the way you are? And Bob's like, I don't know. And the guy's like, here, read this book. And, and Bob's like, why, why would I do that? And he's like, do you want to be like me or do you want to be like, you know, keep fucking up? But basically Bob Parker's like, all right, fine. I'll do it your way. Read the book. He said within a year's time, he was making a million dollars running his own uh, just floor cleaning business. You know, like Mm -hmm. it was all of a sudden he was making like stupid money and he was like, he, he still had no idea how he was doing it (laughs) until he, but like his story is fascinating when he finally realized it was his consciousness and changing that and changing his mindset and realizing that whatever it is you want in this world, you can have it as long as you believe it, you know, which is, it's like, to me, that is such a relief. Like that is such a better space to live in versus like, Oh my God, the economy and feminism. And like, like what, I don't, to me, it's like the resistance that some people have to that. It's like, then you you're addicted to your own suffering. Like what, there's no logical reason for you to be resistant to that because that is the easiest. That's totally in your control. You can totally change that books are free, you know, online in some places. And if they're not totally free, they're like, what, 20 bucks. Like you can pirate them. I'm yeah. not going to tell you how to do that, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Z library. I've been using that a lot. Yes. Oh, we're on the same page. Okay. So yeah. 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 So, right. but, but, but accepting this and like, and letting it sink in and, and, you know, to anyone listening, if there's a resistance that's coming up to this information, sit with that resistance and sit with that little anxiety and that, that fight that you have, like, no, it can't be that easy or sit with that. I really compel you to, because when you start sitting with some of these things and you stop reacting to them and you stop getting defensive and you maybe sit with what mechanism that was that made you defensive in the first place, that's when you start making radical fucking breakthroughs in your life. When I started doing that and sitting with the stuff that would come up and really just allowing it to be there and observe it instead of act on it, you, you blow through so much of your own stuff that way. And then, then, then that stuff is not controlling you anymore. You're actually becoming a master of of that. And you're, you're choosing what you're reacting to and you're choosing what you're acting on and creating a power mindset and this life that, that we you know, you can really live if you put your mind to it. I love it. Um, do you have any references like, like, like books that you recommend or, or maybe YouTube channels or, whatever. What do you recommend? Where can people learn more about this? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the book that started it all was a Joe Dispenza book. It was breaking the habit of being yourself. Um, that I read like really early on in my journey, right. When I got off of 
all the crazy meds and whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I started becoming very empowered in myself. Um, so he takes you through the process of reprogramming your beliefs pretty radically. He has a meditation that, um, is associated with that. That's a really helpful thing. Um, Napoleon Hill's think and grow rich. I definitely have read, um, this, this book, um, the art of war, I'm sorry, the war of art. It's a play on Laos, but it's the war of art by Stephen Pressfield characterizing this resistance because this resistance will be the thing that inhibits you from getting from a to B in every case. So understanding thy enemy, right? Knowing thyself, knowing thy enemy um, will really help move that needle. And I mean, anything Carl Jung and shadow work, like embarking on that journey, that certainly helped me. Um, Yeah. I would say those are the big ones that like move the needle the most for me. Got it. Very cool. I like Joe, Joe Dispenza's work. He actually did a, a, I, I think I saw a YouTube thing where he talked about doing the affirmations while you sleep. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. You but and Joe Dispenza co-signed that. I, I, well, it's, it's funny. I, I was already doing that. And then I saw, I was going through YouTube. I love watching YouTube videos on law of attraction and, and yeah. anything like that. And uh, it, that popped up. I was like, get out. I, I've already, been that. that's awesome. All oh, right. One more thing I would actually recommend yeah. something that has been helping me. I have been, um, trying to like inundate myself with just examples. So I follow a lot of entrepreneurs because I mean, I'm trying to launch my, you know, blow up my business. Right. So I'm following a lot of entrepreneurs, listening to more entrepreneurial podcasts, like manifestation, babe, I listen to, um, she has some really great guests. So just like starting to shift the kinds of content that you consume, even if it's not just like one book and it's like daily life, right? What are you like? My TikTok is all about, you know, personal finance and entrepreneur stuff and mindset, like, like really shifting just what you're bringing into your reality and start presenting evidence to your mind. If if he can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. Like stories of people coming up. I listen to a lot of those stories. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, she was literally like 50 K in debt one year and like a multimillionaire two years later, like giving yourself evidence so that when you tell yourself you can't do it, or for whatever reason you have data to say, actually, I totally can. If she can do it, I can. So that's the last thing that I've been doing lately. I think I think it was Napoleon Hill or Wallace DeWaddle, one of those guys actually says it in his book too. They're like, what one man can do, another man can do. Mm, yeah. And it, as that. soon as you realize that too, you're like, well, if they can do it, you know. The thing is, it's not, this is what kills me. Some people, there are people out there living in this world that are more successful than you and half as talented. Yep. Once I, once I connected that, I was like, holy shit, I can, I can blow these guys out of the water. I just have to like do the action and, and, and take, take those risks. Right. And, and crush whatever programming I have telling me that I somehow can't compete or, you know, not as good as the, you know, like once you realize like other people who are, have a fraction of the talent and the skill that you have are making it 10 times bigger than you're making it. Then it's like, Oh shit. If, if they're, if they're not even as good as me, why can't I do it? You know what I mean? That, that will help shift. That's part of my, my man affirmation. Yeah, definitely. One of my, one of my uh, friends now because of TikTok, uh, Chuck Kohout, you, are you familiar with Chuck daddy? I am. (laughs) So controversial. He's, he just got banned again. (laughs) He, 
he one of the reasons why I like him so much. I mean, I don't, I definitely don't don't agree with his like side chick stuff and like his stuff just so far out there for me, but it cracks me up. <laughs> but his entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset is next level, mm. and he's dyslexic, mm. but he's a he's a multimillionaire, and he's he's used that dyslexia to be able to like you know untie a lot of like legal code and stuff like that and just really see through things. And, you know, he uses that as uh, like to his advantage as opposed to sitting there going, well, I'm dyslexic. I can't do anything with my life. Multimillionaire, you know? So it's people like that, like, like to people listening to like, you are a sum of the five closest people in your life. If you're spending your time with like McDonald's employees, like we mentioned, like, how are you going to be inspired to grow? Like Paul, you sound really inspired by his mindset. So when you have an issue with, you know, you're saying, well, I can't do it because of this. It's like, okay, Chuck is killing it and he's dyslexic. So that's not true that I can't do it. Right. (laughs) Right. Like you're, you're being challenged by the people directly in your life. That's so important. I, I had to distance myself a little bit from the people who were not aligned with the goals that I wanted or on this entrepreneurial track. Right. Cause I think that there's a vast, different mindset of like people who have really amazing jobs, which is so good. And not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur, but that's great. But like when you go to those people for advice, if you're an entrepreneur, it could, it could make you question a lot of things about yourself. So surrounding yourself with the right people, with the right mindset, also power mindset Mm -hmm. is so important to like growth. I'm going to, uh, man, we we keep going off on different tangents, but I'm I'm planning (laughs) on writing a book next year on mm. everything I wish I knew when I was 18, right? This is, this mm. is my plan. Uh, so don't, good. don't steal my ideas guys. Um, so this is my <laughs> plan. I'm going to write this book. And one of the things I want to do is I want to write a, a whole chapter on wealth, like building wealth and how yeah. there's different ways of doing it at like, and I've read lots of different books, right? There's like a slow lane way of doing it. And there's a fast lane way of doing it. And I think like the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset, um, that is more of the fast lane way of doing it, which is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you want you want to make yourself a millionaire in the next five years. This is how you got to do it. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But the average person working at McDonald's, there mm-hmm. is a way for you to get wealthy too. And I'm going to break that down in my book as well. Oh, so coming soon. If, <laughs> so That's even even if you don't, you know, be if you're like, oh, look, being an entrepreneur is not for me. No problem. You could still be a multimillionaire, you, you, but you've got to get rid of the self-limiting belief, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it could all happen. <laughs> Morgan, I've already used up uh, like almost an hour and a half of your time. Where, where can people find you? You can find me on TikTok at the Morgan May Instagram with the same handle. Um, also my website, www.themorganmay.com. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Morgan. Thank you so much, Paul. Always a treat. <laughs> I agree. Talk to you later. Bye. But Morgan, as always, thanks for coming on the podcast. I, I really enjoy our conversations. You know, it's funny. Uh, I think one of the first episodes I did with this podcast, it was a solo episode and it was on like an intro to the law of attraction. It was it, a lot of it was everything I had learned up to that point. And I've learned so much more since then. I've read so many more books since then. And I really think that our conversation uh, in this episode really brought out a lot more of that information that I think a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people look at law of attraction as 
you know, the spiritual hocus pocus nonsense. And it's, it's just not, I mean, there's a lot of science behind this. There's a lot of psychology behind this. And really what it comes down to is your mindset shapes your reality, right? Uh, whether you believe in a higher power or spirituality or not, you know, it doesn't matter. It all comes down to mindset. So I hope you guys got a lot of this episode. Morgan, you're welcome back anytime you want. You know that. All right, guys. That's all I have for this week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you are new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your favorite podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.